espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcão da área, de Pereira Mechuque, cruzou Gilberto, que confusão vai ser o primeiro tiro para dentro! Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai a Rafa isolado para o gol. A Chapelão tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Ribadejano. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 85 of Ukatini podcast. Uh, a good start to 2022. First one of the year for us as well. Um, today I have myself, uh, Bill and Kenny and Oscar is keeping the trend, starting the year off late. Um, and Jay potentially will be joining us as well. Gentlemen, how are we? Good, man. How's it going? Yeah, Bill, happy new year. I don't think I've seen you since. Nope. Happy new year, bro. We started off the year in a positive note. We got a couple of topics here to run through. Um, but before we go through the topics, for those of you in the chat, don't forget, leave your comments, leave your thoughts, argue with us, do whatever you need to do, but keep this interactive. We're, we're here to have our discussion, but also be involved uh, in terms of what your thoughts are. Um, para a malta que nos esteja a seguir uh, em português, estão à vontade, podem deixar os vossos comentários em português, que nós uh, os três compreendemos uh, e podemos uh, responder aos vossos comentários, por isso deixem, estão à vontade, nos, podem deixar os vossos comentários. Also, don't forget to, while you're at it, right before we get into the conversation, hit that share button, uh, get this out there, uh, help us reach uh, a few more uh, Benfica fans across the globe. Uh, para a malta que esteja em português, se puderem partilhar uh, este podcast para ver se chegamos a mais benfiquistas espalhadas pelo mundo. For today, uh, topics, Benfica 2, Passo Ferreira 0. We will go through the match, have some questions here to ask uh, our participants. Um, we will also talk about the 4-4-2 that Nelson Verissimo has implemented, a formation that he was used to when he was uh, Bruno Lage's assistant. Uh, he was doing it at the B team. Uh, and now he's implementing it again uh, on the A-team in the second time around uh, as interim head coach. So we'll talk about that. And it's January. That means transfer window. Uh, do we expect any moves, any signings, any players leaving, loans? Uh, what are our main focus areas, do you think? We'll talk about that. 
And uh, one topic that came up last second, uh, which shouldn't be difficult to kind of brainstorm on, which is on Wednesday, Benfica announced that Rui Costa will have a interview uh, on BTV, open on all uh, providers, uh, service providers in Portugal uh, at 22 o'clock local time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern time and is 10 p.m. Uh, in Lisbon. Uh, so interested to get uh, your thoughts on kind of what we expect from that conversation, uh, what we would like to hear, what we think we're going to hear. So uh, should be a, a pretty interesting uh, topic to touch on quickly. So we will start with, uh, I guess we already have some comments here in the chat, which is good. Mikey's uh, shouting out Morato. We'll talk about him. Um abraço para o Fernando Moraes. Uh, boa noite. Um, Marco Correia. Boa noite. Uh, Mike De Silva, does everything take away from Grimaldo's ability to provide an attacking threat? Uh, we'll touch on that. I flagged that from our conversation on the uh, on Twitter this uh, weekend. And Fernando Moraes diz que estamos em janeiro e já deitamos a toalha ao chão. Não contratamos um treinador à altura do Benfica. Iremos abordar esse, esse assunto. Por isso, esteja atento, Sr. Fernando. Uh, boys, to start, Benfica passa Ferreira 2-0. Benfica thankfully recovers uh, two points or three points from second place. Uh, so we're now four points back of Sporting, who's second place. Porto still remains three points back. We are uh, seven points ahead. Uh, we close the first round of the Portuguese League um, in third place, uh, a place that we are familiar with having finished there last year. Uh, I guess thoughts on this game, Bill, I'll start with you. Um what what are your takeaways from this game? Um, and what were your thoughts on Gonzalo Ramos and Seferovic up top together? And before you start bringing Oscar here. There he is. Hey guys. There he is. All right. Billy, let's hear what your thoughts were and thoughts on the Sef-Gonzalo uh, partnership. So I thought, I thought we played well. Um, I mean... That first half really wasn't like a standout performance, right? Like, yeah, we got the the goal um, after the after the red card, but I didn't think we, I didn't think it was like the performance as a whole. I wouldn't say it was one of our best, but um, I thought we played well. We controlled the game a bit um, at the beginning of the second half. Uh, I think I mentioned in our group chat it was a little concerning that they were able to kind of keep possession and, and create some kind of some form of attack. Um, I mean, down a guy, Benfica should be able to control the game, not really have any um, give up any chances, and, and we kind of did. Um, as for the the, the two up top, I, I mean, both need like four or five chances. Well, Ramos needs like a million chances to score. Chef needs three or four before he can put one away. So I mean, it's it's frustrating. Chef, uh, we're kind of used to it at this point, but with Ramos, like. It's just frustrating the amount of opportunities he gets and he can't find the back of the net. And as a striker, like we've said it before, we criti uh, criticized Darwin for it last year. It's goals, right? Striker lives by the goal. Um, and if you're fi not finding the back of the net, you, I mean, at the end of the day, doesn't much doesn't matter how much work you're putting in. If you can't fucking put the ball in the back of the net, like kind of useless at that point. Um, Ramos does work his, his tail off, but again final product like he needs that 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 is the big thing he needs to work on because the to have what one league goal 
for the amount of minutes he's played this year so far is does he have is, is he still in the league or was it in a cup? Was it? I don't. I just put on probably probably, probably a cup have, game. I don't know. I don't remember. I have, it was one of one of the goliathers who scored, and but I think it was in the cup. Uh, let me yeah. just see. Keep talking. I'm gonna pull it up here, but uh, right. I believe it was in the. I cup. mean, even, even one. I mean, being generous, saying one goal in the league that's still unacceptable. Having no goals in the league at this point is is very unacceptable. I mean, we had all at high hopes for him at the beginning of the season. It uh, was. It was. It was against Meritimu 7-1. He has a, yeah. a goal and assist in the league. He, he assisted against Shilby Sint away in the third game of the season, and now that goal against Meritimu. So he does have one goal in the league. Yeah. I mean, I think we all had high hopes for him at the beginning. He looked like he was going to have his breakthrough season, but it hasn't It hasn't turned out that way. Okay. Um, Kenny, I'm going to pass it to you. And I have a question here for you, which kind of aligns with uh, Fernando's comment here. So thoughts on the game. Um, and Fernando says here, Seferovic é um bom avançado, mas para o Benfica não serve. Falha demasiado os golos, nem vou lembrar o falhanço em Barcelona. My question to you, Kenny, is um, Darwin didn't start, I'm assuming, because he had been out because of the injury. He was away in Spain because his kid was born. So he may have missed some training there. Um, Oscar had made a comment in our group chat about uh, Darwin's miss, right? Uh, that cross that comes up. I can't even remember who the hell crossed it. Um, but he comes in, one times it about two yards away from goal, uh, goes up, hits the crossbar, and goes out. Um, yeah. Do you consider that to be a worse miss? Uh, I guess take out the context of the game, right? Take out the context of the scenario, the timing, the team. Do you consider that a worse miss than Seth's uh, in Barcelona? Yeah, outside of the situation, I mean, he has to put that away. But it's it's two different type of, in my opinion, it's two different type of scenarios. I mean, you, a goal a goal in, in a in a against Barcelona on a you know at the time would have put us through. It's no. a different situation. No, it, it would have finish. Let him finish. <laughs> what is a different than is a difference than a game where we're already? I mean, we pretty much had that game. It was two zero at the time. 2-0 it's 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 kind of put away it's it's a league it's a league game and there's there's really nothing else on the line now if you just take obviously the ball for me and I only saw the replay right I didn't see I didn't see the game all of it live but the ball hops on him right at the end so it's it's one of those things but you're on top you're like on top of the line you got to put that away it is a terrible miss I actually think the second one at the the next one that Darwin had was closer of a situation to um to Seth's miss against Barcelona and to the me chip. the chip to me that's that's just as bad of a miss I mean you're you, if you're gonna if you're gonna chip at least get it on target or at least make the goalie make a save both of them didn't make didn't put the ball on target so that's more of an identical thing look at the end of the day I mean Seth I I don't mind Seth I just I think I've gotten used to that he's you know he's gonna miss chances. Um, I but I agree. I agree that there's you know Javensados of Benfica. They're they're not up to the up to the caliber that we expect them to be. I mean we're suffering. I don't know what our total goal goals in the in the league are or whatever, but we do miss a lot of chances, and it's not because we're not creating chances. I mean we're missing sitters. Yeah, Forty nine goals scored. Forty nine goals scored. Um, so we're missing leading, leading attack. Yeah. 
All right, leading But again, you could take the seven goals against Biasad. Fine. I know people are going to say that. So it puts us at 42. So take that game away. Say we win by default 3-0. We have uh, a 45. So we would still technically be the leading. Porto's 44 second. Sporting's got 32. Okay. So, I I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to really explain it. I mean, Seth last year, too, with half a season pretty much, he, he was in the running for... Yeah. Um, for leading the scorer. golden boot in the league, leading leading scorer in the league. So as much as as much shit that we give Seth, when he, I mean, when push comes to shove, he'll he'll score goals. It's just we 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 only remember the misses, and because the misses are so bad. So that's right. I think that's the thing with him now. With Darwin, I mean, he's what what can I say? I mean, I think he's he's kind of following in those footsteps as well. Um, I, I think he's a different type of player. I think he's got more pace. Um, he plays better off of the wing than in a, in a central position. So I don't know how that's going to work in this new system of 4-4-2. The, the lineup that we started with, Seth, you know, Seth and um, Gonzalo Ramos, I think it's kind of like almost like a little bit of a preseason these next couple of games. Like you got to find the pairing because we're no longer, you know, we're no longer playing with the three up top. You you need to find and and let's face it, the forward the forward combination is going to be a big deal moving forward the rest of the season. You got to find the two that that match up the best, and we really don't have a, a double pairing that we've you know that has been pretty consistent. So I think for the next few games, until we figure out who that pairing is going to be, I mean that's going to determine how the season is going to go. Um, in regards to the rest of the game, I mean I thought we had a lousy first half. Um, and again, I only really watched the first out the first like 30 minutes, um, the red card. I, I know there was some debate on the red card. It is un- I think it's unintentional, but I mean, the rule is what it, what it is. It went to VAR. They overturned it. It's a red card. It is what it is. You um, think, in a, you think a swing through the ball where your foot, I mean, we've all played soccer, right? And we've all played with players who have been disgruntled and gone into a challenge, been frustrated nine out of 10 times when you're frustrated or annoyed with something, you normally swing through the ball. Like he did, whether he was frustrated or not is indifferent, whether yeah. he was right or not is indifferent. Did he mean to hit him? I don't know. Right. We can't, we he can't. doesn't even see Grimaldo coming, um, but the fact that someone's boot is yeah. at the height of a player's shoulder while he's standing, I think looks he's bad, also right? four nine. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the, that's the rule. If it's, if it's up high, it's a, I mean, I honestly, I don't, I mean, I think it's unintentional. I don't, I really don't think it's a red card, but if that's the rule and that's what, that's what the ref thought, then it is what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go against it. Right. But I do think it's a little bit of a, a soft red card in that situation. Now, to me, the performance after that, obviously that changes, right? We got the goal. We get the goal right after it, right before half. Things open up in the second half. I think we created a few more chances, but like Bill had mentioned, it didn't stop um, uh, from, from creating chances. That's the most disappointing part. I mean, we have to clean that up. We should, like Bill said, we should be dominating the game that whole entire second half. And it didn't, it didn't feel like that. So... I mean, only really towards like the last ten minutes of the game. Yeah, at the beginning of the second second half. Yeah, yeah. So, but before that, it was it was sketchy at at best. So, yeah. I mean, I I still think that these these and I and I think Mike, you had mentioned this before. These we do have a bit of an easy schedule right now. 
Um, so I think these games are going to be good to kind of if you let Verismo test out a few ideas, test different pairings up top, maybe the midfield to see what's going to work the rest of the way. And I think that's what we're going to see, um, you know, in the next game and moving forward a little bit. Okay, fair. Oscar, uh, before I pass the ball to you, I just want to touch on some comments here in the chat. Um, Mark Reyes says Nunez needs the left wing to himself and Guilimaldo can work around him, I think. Um, he also asked, uh, where are you guys from? Uh, in terms of Portugal, we're all from Trasmont, uh, Montaleg, Boutique's area, Shavs, uh, here where we live. Uh, Bill, myself, and Kenny are in the Boston area, and uh, Oscar is from the he Boston to- area, but he moved to Sunshine State in Florida, so he likes yeah. the beach. He likes gym tan and laundries. Well, no laundry, just gym and tan. He couldn't so, handle the cold anymore. <laughs> he, his dad kept making him shovel the snow, so he had to get out of here. <laughs> right, true. <laughs> um, Fernando says here, vocês não têm a sensação que temos um plantel em que podíamos mandar metade embora, que não íamos sentir falta desses jogadores. Mais um assunto que queríamos abordar aqui uh, em relação ao mercado de transferências deste mês. Um, Mike De Silva says, agreed, no boot should be that high. Uh, Bruno Silva Suarez says Benfica is a giant club. Just a club big like that can survive. I think he's saying if we can survive the Mazu Valias Vidu and Vieirismo, I think we'll be fine. I think is what he's trying to say. Uh, Oscar, thoughts on the game? Um, and and feel free to to rebuttal Kenny's comment in terms of Stefan Darwin. But also wanted to ask you kind of to touch on what Kenny said was, do you? And I think we've touched on this before, but is it concerning that once again Benfica is not able to deliver that? lethal blow right we're up one zero we're up a man for 45 minutes and we just seem to be extremely passive when it comes to just delivering that you know total knockout and putting the game away like up until we scored that second goal uh Pas for me had the best chance and unfortunately elton didn't have to do much our defense didn't really have to do much but the one time he had to show up he saved it whether he meant to do it or not, right? He made himself big. The ball hits him in the arm and goes out, right? But he did what he had to do in the one chance that he was called on. But again, it just, we continue to let teams hang out, hang out, hang out. And then all it takes is a, a set piece, a, an unlucky bounce. Um, and, you know, we've seen it against Portimunas. Mark Correa makes a good comment. Trasmont, peasy land. That's why Oscar loves him. <laughs> so, Oscar, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, these guys touched up on almost everything I was gonna say. Um, it was a, it was a sad first half. We, I, I was watching the game, and I'm like, it's it's gonna be another one of those games where we 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 could make points on uh, on Sporting right now, take and uh, because they lost, um, you know, Porto got help, but they still we could have <laughs> made points on both of them, and we're here struggling to even create chances. We had uh, Gonzalo Ramos. To, I don't know what the hell he was doing when he, when he when when Grimaldo put him through and he just cuts in and, and just blasts blasts like he has to put a hole through the net. Yep. Um, so I don't know if he just like needs to get that goal out of the way and for him to feel confident. I have no idea, but he was I don't know no no idea why he was blasting that ball. Um, you talk, I'm just gonna bring up the play the highlights. So keep keep talking. Yeah. So so it just it was just a, until the red card. I didn't think we were playing to win. We were playing just a slow motion game, and it was kind of. A, it was kind of annoying. I, I, I was like, dude, this is a team that comes, comes from like, like basically like the last two games or three games have been shit. And they come into this game and where they can actually come to the luge, show up, 
tell the, the saucers, hey, we're here, New Year, let's let's uh, you know get all together the same on the same boat, and they and they were struggling, and then the red card happened, and all of a, if we didn't win with, with at home against ten players from Pasfreda, then what when the hell are we gonna win? All right, and I, I, you you touched based on the on the forwards Gonzalo Ramos. I don't know how many chances that guy can get. Um, I, I mean, like Bill said, the goal the forwards are made to score goals, and if they don't score goals, they don't play. And and I, I wish Tank was here so he can uh, rebuttal this comment because I have no <laughs> idea where where the hell we're gonna give him more chances. Um, no, and misses like very very bad misses. Like it's not like just like uh, oh well the the second goal he has to put it away, but uh, the goal he made an unbelievable save with Jean Marie. Yeah, the one that the rebound for the goal. I think he is just unfortunate. Like he was on desperation and just get it on yeah. target, and the goalie just happened to be there. It happened to be there, right? But like he has a, he has alone with the goalie. He has the whole like twelve. What many yards in the fucking net? Like four or five yards. Like he, he can put it in anywhere, and he just puts it right at the goalie. All right, so so I I felt I felt like we we needed more, and then let's go back to Darwin. I'm I was looking so bad for that text where Kenny said it would say, "Kill yourself." I never want to see you in the Fika shirt again uh, because that miss is not a professional miss. Blah blah. blah. We've seen Darwin miss goals, right? But inside the six, not actually not inside the six, probably two feet from the line. That's that's way inside the six, two feet from the line. He puts it to the bar. That's way worse than Sefarovic. I don't give a shit. Because uh, if you look at Sefarovic, he chips the goalie, right? And against Barcelona. By and mistake. Then, uh, it's fine, but he still And then misses the, goal. the whole way. I'm not talking. I'm not like you are the, talking. No. And then the defender comes across, <laughs> right? And he try he tries to poke it quick before the defender gets there, right? So in let's not only let's not look at the pressure that he's under, right? Look at this is a Barcelona yeah. game, Camp No on the 90th minute. Right? Oh, please, dude! Are you kidding? <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Get out of here! Wait, that's, oh, that's so, so. So he tried to say that he had less pressure than Darwin to get two feet away from the net. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar! Hold on, hold on! Yeah, I have yeah, to interrupt. Yeah, okay, interrupt. you have to look at the situation. I, oh, I might have misspoke that we we weren't through. We if 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 Seth if we win, we're goal, all we need is a tie out of that game. Out of oh, out of the if Seth scores that goal and we beat Barcelona. We have like seven points, have, and Barcelona has six. So right. So pressure, pressure. Have, yeah, pressure, dude. But to me, that's a worse miss. You, you, you no. are putting us. This no. is a game but, of two nothing. It means nothing. Oh, yeah, not, not but there's more. There's it's, more pressure on, on Seth than there is on of the Darwin. Situation than there is on Darwin. Am I not making myself clear when I say there's more pressure on Seth to score that goal because hundred percent. The, the, what's behind what's around him right what's what's the the circumstances of him scoring or not no, you give a, him a, a lot pass. bigger so no i don't give him a pass i never gave him a pass i just said you by saying you should kill yourself because never play with a figure shirt again yeah that's... for me for me i but i've i've seen way more from seth doing that that i'm like that that pissed me off at the time at the time if we had not beaten if we had not beaten dinamo kiev the whole Champions League thing would have been would now, have been nailed on Seth's on Seth's foot. Now, now, Kenny, now let me ask. Whole, let me ask. This, this, this is, wait, this is for a serious. Me. This is a serious question for you right now. We are one zero zero to Pasfreda, and Darwin misses that goal that he missed yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, if what if, if it if it costs if it costs us the game if the game's on the line, correct. That's that's the same type of pressure if the game's on the line. What you're saying is it's an easier chance for Darwin had no pressure on him, had the whole net from three what yards out. Hold on, hold on. Maybe missed. I'm not explaining myself. Maybe I'm not explaining myself. 
The importance of the goal means nothing in Darwin's case because right. the game the, and he the still missed. Points, hold and on, there's no pressure. Points, the three points are in hand. Okay, so the his his opportunity means less to me. Okay, so whether what, but Seth's Seth's goal could have potentially been the entire Champions I, League at that. At, I, so I, for I, me, if we're not in Champions no, it's, League, it's it's come, for me but, it comes down to Seth's okay. miss. Kenny, but you, but Mikey said, take the concept, the 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 context out, out, out of the way, right? Out of it. Take, take him out of it, and then whose whose miss was worse? If, 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 they, meant, if they meant the, the same exact thing, us going through a, winning a World Cup. Listen, it's a terrible miss. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be oh, missing. Look, you saw. You saw. You saw. Rewind that. Rewind that. Rewind that. Rewind that. So you can see it again. Right. Right. Whose miss is worse, Seth or that That's one, worse. Bro? That's well, worse. Hold on. Me. Let me ask this. Hold on. Which one do you think is more difficult to execute? You, I think you, this one's more difficult to execute. Dude, how no. is that? Are you kidding me? That my if my kid, if he, my kid is eight years old, he misses that chance when he got home. <laughs> <laughs> what so, I'm saying is, this ball's whipped in. You haven't had a ball pop up on you like that. Huh? You haven't had a ball. You haven't I'm, had a ball. I also, I also don't make five million a year or whatever the ball makes. Guys, guys, come on. The ball I didn't just randomly one, pop up. Ball, the ball hit time. like a divot and pop up. The ball hit the ground. He saw it coming. It hit bounced <laughs> off the ground. He jumped up and just no, whiffed. No, but it's a one time. It's a he it's doesn't a one whiff time it. He, he hits it really fast. This goal. He miss hits it. He puts it on the fucking crossbar from three yards out. That's a whiff. He doesn't miss hits it. No, we don't. He, miss, he hits it. it on target. He, hit, yeah. he gets it on target. He, miss, he, hits the he misses it. He, he, miss, if, he, he misses the, the fucking goal. net. If, if he puts, just, it, on, he puts this, it on target. Hold on. He doesn't, he doesn't miss it hit it. No, if, I, I, listen. I'm not disagreeing that he should put this away. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't think anyone's disagreeing with that. This to me is worse. I think this worse is worse than the volley. This you literally have all the time in the world. You can like – you can – you can take your time and pick what you're doing right here. When he gets the ball, you have all the time in the world to decide what you're going to do. And you don't even put it on target. You don't even make the goalie make a save. Same with Seth. You don't even make the goalie make a save. The, go oh, the, ball is the, sec on the breakaway one was bad too. But if you're Correct. telling me, if you're putting circumstances aside, the Seth but the circumstances matter though. The circumstances well, matter. I agree. Matter. Yeah. The pressure well, Mike's too. question was circumstances out of it. Goal the miss by miss side by side with the same miss on the same and, I, and I started it and I started saying I agree that both, they both suck both horrible misses but to me that Darwin one like you can't you can't miss that you can't you can't miss the fucking I don't, dude, listen, I don't disagree with you the ball's coming I, 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 I literally started by saying you cannot miss that but if, right. We're, right. if I'm comparing right. both if I'm comparing both they're both terrible misses correct but you, you can't just for me you can't just take the the whole scenario out of it and just look at the goal. Can, can you that matters. So, that so matters. no, this is a, this is what you're trying to say. Seth's miss meant more than Darwin's miss. That's uh, at the it, time, but, yes, yeah. meant more because it means a, a, a Champions League spot, possibly. Blah 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 blah. But if you take that out of the way, I think Seth's. I mean, uh, Darwin's miss two days ago. To me, it should have been an easier tap in. It's a legitimate tap in. You can just get yourself on your knees and the ball hits you and goes in, right? <laughs> that's to me is 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 a worse miss. Manny Here's says, Manny. As someone who knows misses Darwin's misses are bad, bad, all caps. Um, what's his name? Uh, Bruno Silva Suarez says, Yeah, <laughs> I understand uh, that. <laughs> Mike De Silva says, At least at the crossbar, Seth missed completely. Yeah, and then he also says, I don't get the argument, Seth missed the goal entirely. 
Yeah, he, he missed the goal entirely. But what's that mean? He wasn't three three feet out. He, he was. was yeah. He was. He, he had. He had chipped the goal by accident. In the net, essentially. He, he was. Seth he was at the top of the six. I know. I know. But but look, Seth, Seth accidentally chipped the goalie, and then the, right. the defender coming across, and he's trying to get it away from the defender because he's trying the to. The defenders. The, the defenders like two yards away from him. Away from him, but between coming between him and the goal, correct. He rushes. Yeah. It. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Between him and the goal, Absolutely. so he's trying to put it to the uh, far, far post, or else the defender could attack, touch the defender. Right. So I get the the horrible misses, and Seth's meant more. But two days ago, Darwin's miss to me is a no brainer worse miss. If it meant the same thing, if it meant the same thing. Fair. I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm gonna go back around the circle here. Is um, another game? in my opinion, that Rafa didn't show up. Um, do we think that uh, this 4-4-2 uh, is going to impact him uh, in a negative way in the sense that he's going to be obligated to defend a little bit more, right? Playing with a three at the back, with the wing backs, right? There's a little bit more freedom for him. Um, do you think it's just a phase that he's going through? I, I know that he had to play in the first half where he pokes it around the defender, and then he he crossed it to Seth, who put it wide. Uh, but are you in any way concerned here, Oscar? Do you think it's a phase? Do you think that this formation is not going to suit him well? Do you think it's just a matter of time? I mean, he could have had two assists two days ago if uh, Gonzalo Ramos and uh, Darwin put their top pins in. Fair, but I'm saying just in productivity in terms of the game. We're not seeing the Rafa of a month ago, right, where he's picking up the ball and going at defenders and, and completely causing mayhem, right? We haven't seen that. You know, we didn't see it against Sporting. We didn't. I would say probably the, the last game that really stands out, apart from the Maritimo, which was, you know, a free-for-all, Braga, right? We didn't see it against Sporting. We didn't see it against the two. I mean, he was non-existent in the two games against Porto, apart from the assist that he got for Yadamchuk in the second game. Um, and then again, this this weekend, I felt that he was a, a you know a spectator on the field. Well, I, if if I was trying to be an asshole, I'd probably say he's trying to get rid of Verissimo. Uh, oh, here because, we go. Just because that's why you guys. <laughs> here we go. Right? But because because uh, I'm not, I'll say that that I think he's going through a slump. I think he's he's going through a bad phase. Um, yes, and I, I don't think moving the systems from a, a three back to four back, to three back, four back, move, it's helping them out. I really think that once we have a healthy back squad, I think we should go back. I really think we should go back to three defenders, just because I saw the hole that uh, that late uh, the Elton late to when we saved that goal. They just cut through our defense like butter. Like it's, there's like it's, five guys there. Yeah, it's like I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? So I think they're used to that three back system. And with the with the wing backs helping out, and I think that's our best system. I, we have to 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 kind of get a, a little bit more perfect. But with the four back, I don't trust our wide backs. I don't to defend. And if we play a hard team or a team with eleven guys, they can cause a lot of a lot of trouble. So mixing two topics here, you don't think? Would you do you prefer the four four two? Do you think we have the personnel for? It or no, you'd prefer the three. No, I don't like the the four four two. Just because I Grimaldo to me is not a, a great defender; he's a, a great attacker. But uh, when it comes to defending, you'll we'll get we catch a fast guy or or a, a stronger guy, and you'll you'll struggle on that side. And and we haven't really been tested with Gilberto on the right side. Um, so so I think I in the, our two, I mean, do we have Louis Povertogen and uh, and Altamendi playing back there? Two older guys. I don't know. I think we need a third guy in there. Okay. Kenny, 
Um, thoughts on Rafa and, and again mixing the two topics here. Are you a fan of this four four two? Um, and uh, I'll ask you in the sense of the way I see it is it concerns me a bit, not as much against uh, the weaker sides, but against the the more competent sides. Is that I still believe that a midfield two of Joe Mario and Weigel is too soft. Um, there's not speed there. There's not steel. Um, there's not someone who's just going to, you know, impose themselves in that midfield and, and say, Hey, I'm here. You know, if, if, you know, either you go or the ball goes. And I think in a four, four, two, uh, I, I feel like not having that third guy again, exposes them, uh, quite a bit, uh, to basically guys running, you know, 25, 30 yards at them in, in full speed. Right. And then, yeah. Against someone that doesn't have speed, like what the fuck do you do? <laughs> you're basically getting yellows and now you're conditioned for the whole game. Yeah. So first I take offense to Oscar pretty much calling me an asshole because I, <laughs> I I'm you know, I was I was the one that, that was saying there was a mutiny in the locker room to get JJ out. So Oscar. What's the problem yeah, with them not yeah, playing yeah. good now? All right, all right. Listen. No, so seriously. Um so I agree with Oscar. Rafa, I think it's just that's a slump. I mean, he's, he's our best player, you know? So I just think, you know, you're going to go through ups and downs throughout the season. So I just think he's going through a little bit of slump and you have to, I mean, listen, we, we just changed, I think the formation and a different coach that all takes time to, to adapt to. So I think there's just kind of a, you know, a, a little bit of a, a layoff for him, but I think he'll get back to, to form um, pretty quickly uh, in regards to the formation. I mean, it's, Listen, we all kind of weren't happy with how we were playing with three back either. I mean, yeah, we were killing the small teams, um, but we were all complaining about, you know, we weren't, we still weren't playing that well. Um, whether it was JJ was still his system. It was still the three, the three back formation. So I think, I don't, personally, I think Verissimo is going to continue with his ideas and instill the four four two. I personally would prefer a four three three. Um, but again, it's hard to say what system is going to work the best. I've heard people say that Everton might flourish a little bit better in a four, four, two. Um, I've so, actually liked, I've seen a lot more from him, still yeah. a lot to be, uh, put in practice. But for me, two things that stood out for me in terms of Everton. And I had a note about it was, uh, the second game against Porto. In the first 20 minutes, he didn't put a complete performance together. But in the first 20 minutes, he seemed more comfortable to do those yeah. things that Everton showed us in Brazil, right? More the tricks, free. the flicks, more confident in freedom. And then against Pasoreira this weekend, I thought he put in a decent performance and consistent across the game. Was it, you know, the Everton of Gremio, that Copa America? No. But I've at least... Uh, in my opinion, seen some differences in just the his approach and his body language on the field. But yeah, yeah, and but I mean, yeah, 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 that same approach against Braga. So it was like it could be a game and then be five. Correct, off. correct. It's true. That's true. It, I think time will tell. I mean, I think we're only going to really find out when we have a tough opponent. I mean, I, I think we'll we'll be able to manage through uh, a lot of these games that you know they're they're lesser lesser of a challenge. It really comes down to how we play against um, you know true competition. One thing I'll say is I know a lot of you say that, you know, we might, you know, Everton has less freedom in a three back system because he's got to, he's got to defend more. He's got to defend more in a four. I, I almost, I, I understand that concept, but I almost feel like 
offensively, you have more support. So Everton, like with the overlaps with um, Grimaldo, I feel like there's a little bit more room for him to 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 do more because he's got more support going forward. Defensively, defensively, you know, I can I can see that. But you know, a lot of the times in a three back system, there wasn't much support up the field. It was just him. And what did he do when he had space? He would slow down the game because there was no one accompanying him in in you know moving forward. Whereas with the four back system, I feel like him and uh, Grimaldo will will be able to, or whoever's on this on the wings can kind of help each other and and do the overlaps that we used to see, you know, prior to switching to a three back system. But I think you know time will tell. I I've, I like I said I've heard the. Everton might flourish a little bit better. I think the four four two system would hurt Darwin because I just I mean if if you go to four two two I mean four four two Darwin's got to be paired up with someone up top and I think he does not do so well in that situation. But who knows? I mean that's those are things that the coach has to kind of figure out. I think most importantly with a four four two is figuring out the, the the pairing up top. I know you're talking about the midfield. That was um, my next question. Yeah, the midfield's going to be tough. I mean, you know, like you said, that I, I think Joao Mario will Joao Mario and Vigo will figure it out. But I think the most important thing is figuring out the the two people up top because right now I don't see any pairing that's like a lock, and and we we have four forwards pretty much that are all struggling. Okay, Bill. Before I pass it to you, I'm going to just touch on the comments here in the chat. Um, Mikey says I thought the ball movement was better under uh, our four four two again. I guess ten forget- guys, yeah. Again, and don't forget, right? They had one week to work with the new manager, uh, right? So it, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Like, obviously, this is going to take time. Whether it it pans out for the positive, we can only hope, right? But we don't know what what's going to happen, right? Again, he's inheriting a team that isn't his, um, a team that was built for a three back formation, right? So now he's got to make some significant adjustments, not just mindset wise, formation tactically. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, Bill, I want to toss this one to you. Bruno Silva Soares says, Mas malta, temos que admitir que neste momento o Benfica infelizmente tem problemas bem melhores, maiores que os falhanços dos nossos avançados. Isto é, é problemas de mentalidade, pois até nas modalidades isto temos sempre a levar no pelo. And I wanted to ask you this, which is, um, whatever happened, happened. JJ's gone. Nelson Veríssimo comes in. Um, if it was, in fact, the manager, again, uh, in this game, again, I, I felt like, again, we lack that killer instinct, we lacked that intensity, we lacked that aggressiveness, especially against 10 guys. Like, and, it, and it goes back to Fernando's comment or Bruno's comment earlier, which was, you know, uh, if we were to get rid of uh, most of these guys, right, would it would we really be bothered by it? Would, would we make sense of it? Uh, would we really notice it, right? What's this? Fernando Moraes said, vocês não têm a sensação que temos um plantel em que podemos mandar metade embora que não íamos sentir falta desses jogadores? Do you think this is a player thing? Do you think this is a manager thing? I'm again, I'm, I'm again leaning towards the player thing. The players themselves, Benfica's uh, scouting in in terms of the mindset of type of players that they get, right? Like I think there's just a whole uh, kind of a bucket of things that we're doing wrong as a club and as the players that leads to all of this. Do wait, you... wait, wait, wait! I don't that I don't agree whatsoever, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because wh- who? What fault does Rondon, whatever his name is, Ronjovic from Serbia? Yeah. What, what fault does he have of being a Benfica? Who got him? 
No, no, what, but what, what, fault, what fault does Gilberto have of being on Benfica? What fault does Everton have of being on Benfica? No, it's not I'm a saying, player thing. It's not it's a management thing. What I'm saying the is the intensity. Yeah, but we got them for a reason. We got these players because we thought they – because they somebody saw them out there playing. They're like, well, man, these guys are good for I'm me. not and saying that, that it's their fault that they're there or that they fit the system that – right? Like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is intensity, right? Like, you can't teach intensity, right? Like, you either yeah, want don't, to or don't. don't get it. Don't get those guys. If you, right, that's, you, I think that's the that's, that's where Mike's getting at. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. That. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Like so, I understand. So, I understand that our scouting, right? And we've talked about it before. I feel like you know the type of player that Benfica buys is a finesse player, right? You know, a runway show type player, right? Like you know, suits and ties and nice hair, right? And then. Porto, for example, they get the guys that are in the fucking back alley with the tattoos on their arms and the cigarette in their mouth and beating the shit out of Rats, people that walk by, right? Like, but that's a difference, right? Like, and that decides games, right? Like the second game against Porto, I didn't think that we started off bad, right? But again, like the levels of intensity are just completely different. And for me, it's I think there's the, the clubs at fault, but I'm curious to know that or to, to see what you guys think. Like, do you think the players need to take some ownership here? Because again, the manager can't, some... right. You played college ball, right? Regardless of what the manager said to you before the game or at halftime, right? Like if you have zero fucking interest in running around and laying it all on the line, dude, he could tell you everything that you want to hear. It's going to make no difference. Right. And yeah. for me, I get the sense that some of these players, not all, but some of these players just, don't have that in their DNA. Again, is it their fault that they're there? No. Is it their fault that they're in the in the team? No. But like, I I just expect a hell of a lot more, at least from an intensity perspective, and I don't see it. But do you do you think you just say you don't teach intensity? You don't teach that that right. garra, right? That that comes with you. So the so I blame the management. I, I blame the scouts. I blame Benfica because if they didn't see it there, they're not gonna see it here. Like so, so like it's. I blame the management. The players are the players still. Everton is still going to be an Everton that he wasn't Gremio. He just plays weaker teams, so he, he looks like a show pony, right? So when he comes here, he plays in Europe. He's still going to be a, a fancy player. He's not going to be a player with Garra. So I blame I blame the the staff. I blame the scouts. I blame the Benfica for for recruiting this this group of players. They're super expensive, and no, and then I like Bruno said they they could be gone, and we wouldn't be missing them. Like if we back in the day we, we see Mount leaves, we're like shit, see Mount's leaving. That's our that's our heart. Right now, everything leaves. I'm like, okay, let's go put on uh, fucking uh, the other guy. Another <laughs> guy. Oscar or Bill, do you do you agree with the sentiment? No, I I agree. I think at, at at the end of the day it boils down to the the scouting, right? And the, the people behind the scenes that are identifying these players and then bringing them to the club, right? A pl I think there's got to be some of it has to fall on the players. Right? You got you to have some pride, right? Like, Correct. You can't playing, teach that, though. Right? Correct. I but mean, like, you're professional. You don't have to teach right? them. You people say... fuck, dude. You're playing Porto. Like, yes, you're not Portuguese. You haven't been there for long. But, like, you I, – I, I would hope these players understand that Benfica Porto isn't just another fucking match. Like – there's there's a pride to the to that game. Like there's more to it than just Benfica Porto, right? Like the, the, this is it's a fucking big ass game, and you go up there the first game, get fucking trounced, and then the second game you show up and you do the same fucking thing. Like it's there's there's no pride. You don't like Manny said you gotta have balls. Like don't fucking 
over 30 playing fucking shit teams in the fucking bubble, and I'm getting pissed off when we're fucking down one nothing. And these guys are getting paid millions playing against fucking rivals, and it seems like they don't fucking care. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, it boils down to the, the, the scouting and and those guys. Like, it, it's it's their responsibility for picking the players and and coming to. I'm assuming the manager has final say of who we're going to go after and try to kind of pursue, <coughs> but it's, it's on the scouts to, 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 to make that, that list. Was an and, awkward call. Yeah. <laughs> that was an awkward call. <laughs> to, to, it's on the scouts to make the no, list no, and no. identify these players. Who, who has the final say you said? I, I would assume. I would Easy. Time, Easy. It, was, it was JJ. Yeah, of, course, of course, of course, of course. Easy's got the final say. All right. But what so, I was going to so say, Oscar, I'm, I'm going to go back to your comment. The final, yeah, no, the players have the final say at Benfica. Yeah. Of course, That's yeah, they do. What I'm gonna, they, they do. What I'm going to say to you, Oscar, is going back to your comment, right? So touching on what Bill said, right? And I don't disagree with what you said, right, in terms of the scouting element, but what Bill said as well, right? The pride factor, understanding who you represent, what you're there for, right? You say when Darwin misses that goal, right? I'm also not getting paid millions of dollars, right? You could use the same conversation for this, right? Like they don't show intensity, right? Do you show intensity when you play a pickup game? Yeah. Well, you know, why can't they? They're getting paid millions of dollars, right? Like why can't no, but they? I was, I was talking more about skill. I my 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 skill is not the level of Darwin's skill. You get that's why he gets paid this, five million dollars a year. This doesn't, I, this I, doesn't. I can I can I can miss those goals because I don't have that type of skill. You know, I could probably miss because I tripped on my laces coming to the ball. You know, that's that's because we're Sunday Sunday league guys. You know, but Darwin is a is a five million dollar whatever he is a year. So so he's kind of has to put those step ins in. Now when it comes to like go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I know you're gonna ask you're gonna go on to a question now, weren't you? No, it was just in terms of the intensity, right? Like, can you, why can't we use the same, uh, I guess, excuse and I'll air quotes there in terms of, right? They're getting paid millions, right? So that means that they shouldn't be missing easy goals, that they should be performing at a high level, that they should be shooting with their weaker leg or their weaker foot when they have the opportunity. And I also think that we can add into that bucket that they should also be able to fucking put it all on the line, right? Like we all bust our balls in our day-to-day jobs and we make pennies compared to what these guys do, right? But but those players come like – like you, you, we we keep repeating this. We we can't teach Gara, right? So if a player comes into the field, comes into the squad – that is a type of player that comes with Calagarra, like a petite type of player, like a Javi Garcia type of player, then those players, you know, they're going to leave everything on the field. You know, those guys are going to fucking go and break legs. Right. Like, but we can't, we can't expect a guy that we go and see um, like Everton playing in Gremio and thinking he's going to come and break legs in Benfica. You're not because that type of player is that type of player. So we, we don't teach that. That comes with a player. Right. So I get, I get it. They, they, oh, Vicky Porto is a big game, so the guys should come in and like, uh, like you see Porto players stepping up to every single time they play Benfica. They looks like they haven't been fed for three years, right? But it's not like, even just like the aggressiveness; it's the intensity, like the the re, the reaction to the loss of possession, right? The hustle, right? Like, no. um, you know, there's guys on Porto, like uh, Luis Diaz isn't an aggressive guy, right? But he fucking runs his balls yeah, off. Taremi right. isn't an aggressive guy, right? But he works his balls but, off. Evan Nielsen, same thing, right? Like, right, I so so I have a, I have a question for you guys. So if those guys, they if the Benfica players, right, we have today, right, get, get, go back to a team that were prior and tell me, I want to see that intensity on, on in Benfica that the, he showed on that club, right? What, okay, because 
I don't, I don't, I haven't seen them enough in the other clubs to know that they they can they come with that garra or that intensity or that kind of type of player. So, I'll tell you. Hold on, I'm gonna interrupt you. I'll tell you a team that I could probably confidently say, and you guys will probably agree with me. The last time Benfica had a team that was full press, you know, top speed constantly, which was JJ's team in his first year. Markovic, Lima, those guys were fucking machines, right? And yes, we had a Javi Garcia in the midfield. We had a little bit of steel there. We had the phages. But in terms of just intensity, like we were constantly going, right? It was a high press. Everyone yeah. was going as a team. Again, take the take the aggressiveness out of it. Just the the sheer uh, desire to get that ball back, the, the sheer effort. Like they laid everything on the line there. And that's what I'm looking for, right? And I think that we haven't had that consistently as a collective in so long and it's it's frustrating and i think in my opinion there's blame on both parts there's blame on the club and i think there's blame i think that the players need to take some ownership of it as well kenny what were you gonna say i so yeah i have i, I kind of want to go against the trend here all right you guys are saying these guys are getting paid millions you should have pride in what you're doing getting paid this much money and whatever i would actually go against that because look at in all sports, once once you once you're making the million, you know, the the high money, you tend to kind of lay off a little bit. You, you get a little bit more security behind yourself. You think your job's safe. I think a lot of these players think that their their job's safe. There's no one challenging them for, for a starting spot on the team. And I agree that there's it, it has to do with scouting. You you have to scout not just the player that okay, this guy fits our system. He also has to fit the culture of what you're trying to build on the team. And I don't think they're looking at players like that, but a lot of that, a lot of it also has to do with, and I think a majority of it has to do with the culture within the locker room. I think, I don't think our players get along in the locker room. I don't think that there's a, like a commodity in within the locker room. Uh, uh, you know, you know, there's, there's many, there's much more players on our team that are from different cultures, different backgrounds, and I don't think they all get along and they all kind of mesh good together versus I think there's clicks. Yeah. Versus well, well, we, we've always had that. We, I, understand. Always... I understand. But look at the last look at the last few years. We talk about we don't have the Garra. I think that has a lot to do with it. Look, just look at look at and look at Porto, how they won that game the other day. They literally fought whether they got helped or not. They literally fought to the very end for that victory. And look at how they celebrated at the end. Those type of victories are what gives you the gara, like the un, like the unbeatable like force. We don't. We but that's in their DNA. But, but but we don't build that within our team. We we we, we, we had Correct. it. We we when we had Garay and Wizel when we scored there was there was years. But but not the first year of the Zuzu. Correct. Zavius, I'm saying those years. Yeah, but but like when we had the Enzo Perez, those guys, yes. and remember when Garay scored the goal and went to the fans. Rodrigo, that, same thing. That, that, that's those are the type of play. That, that's what I need in Benfica. That's what I miss in Benfica is those type of players. But those type of players came. And Zuzu was there. I give him credit. At that time, the first there time were he came a lot around, of South Americans on that team. I get it, but but they, they he basically put a team together uh, around a core that we already had, and and he built around that core, and they just developed into a, a phenomenal team. Right now, we're building. Oh, we need a defender. Let's go get a defender from Nislam Fuck so he can fit in that spot. He's not building around a core. He's building like for spots he needs. So it's like almost like a. Scattered around the uh, the whole field instead of built around the core. But Porto is going to have the same struggle when he loses the years. But the thing is, Otavi being there, Pepe being there, those guys they already have a kind of a core, Correct. and then all they're doing is plugging in. Correct, and, and that's think, what we miss. And I just 
Fernando Moraes here, I think, hits the nail on the head, which is, temos bons jogadores de bola, mas jogar bola é no parque. Nós precisamos de jogadores de futebol, que além de serem gajos com jeito para a bola, são, acima de tudo, atletas de alto nível físico-mental. Which I think is the, the element that we miss, right? Is that mental aspect of, like, this is what we represent, this is what we need to do. And I think it also touches on a little bit of what Kenny said, right? Is a lot of players, when they get to that top level and they're comfortable job security right it's like you know i'm making a good paycheck whether i play or not i still make the same paycheck. yeah but yeah, yes but kenny can when you guys say oh when a player makes that kind of money so they kind of settle because the, the security blah 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 most of the players having fika today are there as a stepping stone to a different team so i get more money out there i yeah, get it so, i i understand that but but like look at who who on the team is competing for, like Let's take a look at Jomani, right? Jomani this year, not really that great, has been, you know, he's he's been all right, but he's not like stood out. He's he knows he, his spot is safe. There's no one challenging him for a spot on the team. Who's challenging him? Nobody. Feigl, Feigl. <laughs> Who's challenging him? No, Paulo Bernardo is also stepping up. Listen, look, I I actually think that we need a, a lot of these kids. The Garra that we're looking for are going to come from the Seychelles. That's where the Garra is going to come from because. They've they've kind of come through the steps of the team. I think that that's where. Uh, Did you core... see? Have you, have, you, have you seen Jessen play lately? Because uh, that's from Seychelles. Yeah, he's on his way out. He's gone overseas. He's come back. That guy is just unhappy. He's going to Turkey. He's unhappy with the situation. That's why he doesn't want to be here. He's not going to play. Like I think, um, I think a lot of these players just have comfortable. Like Grimaldo, who's who's challenging Grimaldo? Like a lot of these players are comfortable. There, there's no one challenging them for a spot, and that's why you, you. And you that's see, the club's fault. That's that the, two, the, the twofold. Fault. I think. Yeah, the, I, I think there's there's ownership on both sides of that. But uh, uh, to, to your point with the like the different plug plug and plays, I think a, a good example of of what you're saying, Oscar, is how they rebuilt the team last year. They went and like just look at the the type of players they went to go. They got Vertonghen. To a team that doesn't have a Bel really a, a, a Belgium on the team, right? So probably one or two guys that speak English. They went and got another German Walshmit. Like they're just plugging these players from everywhere. We need to get like you look at Porto, a huge base of South Americans and Portuguese, like players that like can communicate with each other and like there's no different clicks. Spartan, same thing. We had that back then when we had all those South Americans on the team. The the team that you were talking about, the Enzos, the Gaitans, the Di Marias, all those guys, Garais, Luis Zão. Right now, we are a mishmash of everything, dude. And I don't think, like Bill said, there there are clicks, and and it doesn't. The team does just doesn't gel together. It, that's that's what we're missing. And the other and and the other piece of it is, I think victories bring that passion and that gotta. It makes you feel unbeatable. And we don't have those convincing victories. Those those big wins, like I mean, listen, we've lost the Porto and Spartan for how long now? Like that just it doesn't build us up if we keep losing those matches. No, I agree. I agree. With with winning comes confidence, and it's a snowball effect, right? And, and it brings you, you together, yeah. Correct. I mean, well, and then... if there's my my only rebuttal to that is what happened with JJ, right? The team basically all got united Back together to, to fight him up. So they they got to they were all on one side. They they to me if that's if if that's that not unity, start. if that if that's not unity, unity, then I don't know what it is. Because if they were all different cliques. That quick that got pissed off George Jesus would have been like, Yeah, fuck those guys. I'm with I will be on this side. But they all got together as a team and they don't want to they, they took the player's side instead of a coach's side. Yeah, and so that could have been the first step. And now let's see if we can keep it keep it going. 
That touches on Carlos Amaru's comment here. There's an old saying that it takes a locker room behind their coach to show coach's personality in the play. That's the difference between JJ 1.0 and JJ 2.0, right? And we all talked about how he was a different manager, right? Regardless of his tactics and and such, his just approach seemed extremely different. Um, and I, again, he I don't want to play himself. I mean, did you look at the JJ from from the? Correct. The I was just going to say that. Just yeah. to close off, I don't want to go into a tangent on JJ, but. Just that passion on the sidelines seemed to have been lost, right? It's just a completely yeah. different manager, right? And it's game. like what Kenny, yeah. Not what having Kenny. fans. He, he blamed that last year. <laughs> he blamed that last year a lot on not having fans in the stadiums. Correct. But we had fans, right? And and yeah, it and is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So before we give an MVP, I just want to close off on some of these comments. Um, Mark Correa says, Val Schmidt never should have worn the number 10. I'm old school. You have to earn that shit. Uh, Bruno Silva Suarez says, Entrada do Vaigo criou um mau estado no balneário. E os Almeidas, Rafas, Pizzi minaram o balneário e queimaram o laje. Isto é público. Oh, Bruno, tem que dar. Foi lá do meu tio, diz isso. Ótimo, que ele fica muito chateado. Não, não, mas a minha pergunta para o Bruno é: em que ela andava? Foi no Correio da Manhã que ficou público? Casaram, Darts, cheiraram o Oscar não lê essa merda. O Oscar não se o laje vier para fora, ou um judeu vier para fora e dizer: Ei, a razão que isto aconteceu foi isto, 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 isto. Aí acredito. Agora o Correio da Manhã, ele está a falar que não sei também. Mas o laje nunca desmentiu. No, nos mentiu também, like, why, why start, why, not as business, eles não querem falar sobre isso. It's it. I, I, I agree. Nem, nem nunca falou palavra nenhuma. Yeah, so why would he? All right, all right. Bruno, o jogador dos dois vem para o Benfica como porta para outros clubes, daí o Benfica não ter sucesso próprio. Um, run through here, o Fernando Moraes dizia, Rafa está apenas a ser Rafa, uns dias parece o Maradona no jogo, e a seguir desaparece completamente o jogo, e é uma sombra a passear pelo campo, é triste, é dos nossos melhores jogadores. É verdade? Uh, let's see who else do we got here. Mark Correa says, also, do you guys agree with Verissimo staying till the end of the season regardless of results? I don't seek help before they all get scooped up. I'll give you each 20 seconds to answer this for Mark, starting with you, Bill. Do you, what do you think on this one? I think he stays. I don't think regardless of the results. Yeah. I, I, unless it gets really fucking bad, but I, <laughs> I just don't, but at that point, what's the difference? Yeah. I, I just don't see Benfica going out. I mean, in the middle of the season, finding a coach is hard enough. Like once the second half of a season starts, like there's it's slim picking, and I, I just don't see the point in getting another manager. Kenny, do you? What do you think? I I personally would have would have liked uh uh you know um technical the the J two you know from the start, but now that they've I mean, he already came public and said that he was going to, you know, move forward with him. I think it's hard to, you know, look for someone else until the end of the season, despite the results. I mean, I think if, even if he's, if he struggles, I, I really don't think why, you know, why bring it, why bring in a new coach to, to finish off a bad season, they would just start fresh from, from next year. So I don't think it's not my, not what I would do, but I don't think he's going to make any changes. Oscar, you agree? Uh, no, like I said at the last podcast, I think the only way that Vrissim will leave uh, is if they found somebody that's like real, you really can't say no to. If they found a, play, a coach that basically is open now and he will probably won't be in June, uh, then that's the only way I see Vrissim leaving. I don't think they'll rush into a coach right now. Um, I think they're going to continue Vrissim. And right now we have a trend of games that Vrissim can catch some, like, you know, he can catch a, a little momentum. We have Moreira, Saroca, Boa Vista, and League Cup, Gil Vicente at home. Like, 
this is a few games you can get like three, four games in a, wins in a row that can ca- get momentum. So I don't think it's a good idea to switch it up. I think just continue with him, and then come like May and April, May, start thinking of somebody serious for the for the position. I mean, who thought we would have caught up three points already from Sporting? I mean, and Porto came close. The problem is yeah. we're, we're we're going against Porto, Sporting, and the refs. I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly on this one to answer Mikey's uh, Mike De Silva's question: Does Everton take away from Grimaldo's ability to provide an attacking threat, provide services in the box? What he was saying on Twitter with me was he felt that uh, Everton in a four-four-two is playing extremely wide, which eliminates the possibility of Grimaldo to make those overlapping runs, which we know he likes to do. Oscar, but do you agree? I, I think Everton does phenomenal cutting in. I think I think in this game proved that it, it, his through balls in the, through the middle. Yeah, he had like three, three or four. They left the guys alone with the goalie. Yep. So so I I think maybe it, it cuts him from going wide or stops him from going wide. But I think uh, Grimaldo likes to the cut in and going through the middle to assist the player. So I I mean it, it takes the the wide game away from Grimaldo, but I think it allows him to to do to flourish on the middle, which he does good. Can you agree? Yeah, I think I think they'll actually play. Like I said earlier, I think they're gonna with Everton's gonna allow or have someone to help them going forward. I think that's gonna help both Everton and Grimaldo. They can both cut in. They're both very good at cutting in. So even if Everton cuts in, Grimaldo can make that overlap, cross it back, or or the other way around. I I think it's it. I think honestly, it's gonna help them both. Bill, offensively, no, I, offensively is a different story. Yeah, uh, no, I I agree with what Kenny was saying. I, I think. Everton wants to to cut in. He doesn't want to keep it on his left. He wants to get it cut back onto his right. And I think in doing that, it opens up the overlap runs for, for Grimaldo. And like Oscar said, Grimaldo does do well coming in and working it back toward his left. Um, I, I think it'll be fine. Okay. Um, quickly to just close off on this game is going to be uh, our MVP. Um, Mark says Correa de manhã, papel higiênico da tarde. That's so true, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I probably used some for, for the <laughs> uh, MVP. We had Elton Leighton goals, Gilberto Otamendi Morato, Grimaldo, Everton, João Mario, Weigel, Rafa, Gonçalo, Seferovic. Darwin came in, Paulo Bernardo came in, and Lazaro came in for goal point. Uh, Grimaldo had 8.5. He scored a banger and was the 6,000th goal for Benfica in the Portuguese league in their history. Um, and what a goal. Um, so Grimaldo had an 8.5 in terms of goal point. Oscar, I'll start with you. Who was your MVP this game? Yeah, I, I thought Grimaldo was was uh, like not only the goal that he scored, but like the opportunities he gave to his teammates. I think he was outstanding to the, uh, this game. So it, it kind of shows that, uh, again, obviously we played against 10 guys, so he didn't have to defend that much. But uh, his his game going forward is is, you know, probably the best we've had in that position. Bill? No, I, I, I agree. I didn't think I don't think anyone like stood out um in the game, but I thought Grimaldo played very well and I, I think that goal he scored alone um deserves uh man of the match. Kenny. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with these two gentlemen. Uh <laughs> Grimaldo certainly I mean the goal alone's eight points there, so the point five for the rest of the game. I mean what a goal. What a left foot that guy's ha- that guy has. Fair. I I agree with Kenny or agree with Bill in terms of I don't think anyone really stood out. I don't think our defensive unit had to do much. Um, 
Weigel and João Mario didn't really stand out to me. Rafa was a, a bystander. Gonzalo Ramos was involved in a lot of stuff. He missed, but he was Fuck involved him. in a lot of stuff. Excuse me. Um, I would have given it to Everton would have been my pick, apart from the goal that Grimaldo scored, but I thought he put a, a solid, a more consistent performance. But I don't disagree with Grimaldo. Um, and João Mari at 7.3 is interesting to me. Rafa at 6.9 completely blows my mind. I don't know what the hell he did to do get it. João Mari was just because he scored. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what, reason what the hell it. happened there? I, I, let's not, let's not, let's give credit to Sefrovic. He's, he had a good game. Uh, yeah, he laid off balls. He missed, pretty... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He had one, the, Gonçal, the one miss that Gonzalo Ramos had at the beginning, or it was the goal when he flicked it past yeah. Gonzalo Ramos. And then there's Jesus Grimaldo too. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Is. Is Verissimo uh, a large guy? Was he with the Lodge on the B assistant. team? He was his assistant okay. on the A team. Was he on the A team? Yeah, because when Lodge left, Verissimo stayed and we lost. Oh, the that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, that explains the formation. Yeah, it's something that he's worked for a long time. Uh, all right. Moving on to uh, this month transfer window quickly. Uh, there's a comment here from. Uh, Fernando and I guess Mark that we can touch on quickly, which is looking forward. If we add no one, can we eliminate Ajax? I'm a Nolan guy as well. Family from a source. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you hit that follow button um, and like our page. Uh, do you guys think that it's, are you concerned at the fact that we have a, an interim manager and he's going to make decisions in terms of what our, our squad looks like, right? Which is, something that we're going to end up taking into next year? Um, or do you think Benfica should say, hey, right, what are the things that you really think are an emergency and we can try to plug those holes with loans or whatnot, but we're not going to make drastic decisions because, uh, again, unless they're having conversations in the background, right, but the expectation is that he's not the long-term uh, option, right? If if we end up with a miracle in our hands uh, like Bruno Lage, right, and he all of a sudden pulls a rabbit out of the hat, Right, is Benfica backed into a corner, or do they continue to just cut ties? Right, thanks for what you did, but we need to move on to something else. Kenny, I'll start with you. Yeah, no, I I don't think um, I don't think we're going to be making any major pickups. Um, I think if if there's if there's new players or new blood coming onto the team, they're going to be coming from the youth squad. Um, I don't think they're going to be letting Verismo make decisions like that just because I don't you know they don't that short term play isn't something that I think they're going to go with. Um, I think they'll, they'll deal with that at the end of the season in regards to Ajax. Uh, yeah. I think I am not confident in that game. I think they're going to be a tough opponent. They have some really good players on that team. So unfortunately, because, you know, I don't think they're going to give him that type of flexibility to just bring in anyone. And I don't think he wants to either. I think he's, he's, he's a big push pusher of, of the, you know, the B team or the youth squad. So I think they're going to, if they're going to bring on anyone, it's going to come from with in-house. I think they get rid of players. I was that, just going to say, yeah, Bill, do you, do you agree with what Kenny said? And do you think there's anyone that jumps out to you that you think could be gone um, this month, whether it's on a loan or whether it's on a permanent deal? Uh, Mike, or Mike Day, whatever his fucking name is. I no chance can, he leaves. can pack it no, up and leave. Not, not what would you like to see what you think is good. No. <laughs> um, I don't. I. I mean, we've seen reports like he he wants Verismo wants a a shorter squad, right? So it's well, that was Rui Costa's 
uh, right. election plan, right? right. Have a yeah. short short I, squad so you can bring up the yeah. youth. Um, I and like the, I, Kenny touched on it. Like I don't, I don't think they will give Verissimo the power to kind of pick who he wants. But I also don't know if the club itself won't just say, "Well, we have an opportunity to bring this guy in. We're going to bring him in." Like they might ask him his opinion on like positions we might need support on, like that center mid role. Like I, I think we all agree, like Jean Mario and and Weigel might not last the entire season. We might need a little more support there, and what we have on on the bench doesn't really cut it. Um, so I'm, maybe the, the the club itself just goes out and uh, the scouting department kind of finds a player to on loan or something to bring in, but I don't, I don't see huge mass, massive transfers happening in, in the winter. I, I think um, we might get rid of some play, maybe Ferro, like try to get him out on loan. Cause he hasn't yeah. played much. Um, Svilad. I mean, he hasn't, he's, I don't think he's, he's played at all. Right. Well, he's on the B team. He plays regularly on the B team. Um, Does he? Okay. Yeah. He's a starter on the B team, uh, but Svilad is at the end of contract. So they're trying to renew with him. He's a free agent this month. Um, yeah. he can leave, he can sign for free this month, so they're trying to, think, to resign him. Do you think loans are worth it, like bringing in players on loan to, to finish off the season like that? Dep- I think it depends on who it is, right? And, yeah. and again, what's the and I didn't ask you guys this, but you know, just quickly, Bill, what's the main, what's the one area that you think we, if we have the opportunity, we should uh improve on, whether it's a loan or a permanent buy? So if if we're sticking with this four four two formation, which I'm assuming is what Verissimo wants to do going forward, I think it needs to be that midfield pair. I don't think, as much as I like Weigel and Jean Mario, I don't think they have the. I don't think either one of them is is that true. Like Trinko, like can just destroy in front of the back line, which I think you need in a four four two. I don't think we. I don't think either of them are that. So if we can upgrade anywhere on the field, I, I think that that spot might be is probably our most important spot. Oscar, I'll pass it to you, and then I'll go back to Kenny for where he thinks we need to plug holes. Yeah, well, we need Oscar Cardoso. We need Enzo <laughs> Perez. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we need we need a guy in the back. Uh, Luis to come back from retirement, and we need we a Cicada on the left side for for maybe to compete with Grimaldo. And if you want to throw in a block, why not a block? I was going to say Perdon, but I'll take a yeah. block too. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we need a, a, a guy in each position. But I agree with what the guy said. I think, I think, uh, I really think that uh, that Verissimo stays. He's not. They're gonna, not going to be purchasing play, uh, players that Verissimo really wants. And the reason is because they were not going to build a team around what Verissimo wants to come to June and have a different coach and have a different mentality, and then that money is wasted. So I think it's going to be a plug-in from the B team because Verissimo is so familiar with the team that they're going to probably bring up a player from the B team that's a left back to just give Grimaldo a backup. They're probably going to bring up a midfielder from the B team. I heard about the the kid that plays, uh, I forget his name. They've been talked about a professional contract. Um, yeah, Mbola. Oh. So, 
so that I, I've heard about, about a few players on the B team that are like really good. And our Portuguese guys from the podcast in Portugal, they they know the players more than than I, at least I knew. I know, and I read the text messages that they send, and they talk good about some players. They're like, they, the, "This guy is going to be a phenomenal." Blah blah blah. So I I think we have talent in the B team, not only because we lost against Porto today, the, the B the team, but we we in first place. All right, so like we're 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 doing something right. So there's some players there. There's some talent. That we can bring up, and Brisson was that right person to bring up since he knows them. Uh, but I don't think there's any transfers like that we're going to be spending, you know, millions of dollars because I don't think Brisson was the, the way going forward. So, what would you say is the the one focus area that you touch on if we had to? I think I really do think we need to reforce our meal campo. I, that okay. that get, getting a trinco that it's actually reliable trinco is probably our, my our number one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kenny, what would what would you say is the the main focus area if we could that we should target? Um, I would say more of a a playmaker in the midfield. Oscar saying Trinco, I actually I think more of a playmaker. Um, you know, the type of like Aymar Numeu Campu is something we've been missing for quite some time. So I would say something like that. And and just to build the reason why I asked about the loans, right? Like, I don't I don't. Like we we have we brought how do you say his name Radonich Radonich on loan I think he's leaving now right um, the rumor is that he wants to leave he's on Lazaru Lazaru on loan yeah. I mean I I just don't see the benefit of of these loan type players because it's not like they're they're like superstars right I much rather prefer why loan a guy if if you can just like Oscar said go to the B team and bring up the guys that are in house I I much rather prefer prefer that. Than having these guys here on loan for six months to do nothing. I mean, Radonich has been has done nothing. He's played one one game, maybe. He looked good too. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was hurt, and then he had COVID, and then JJ and all that stuff. So, but I, he doesn't want to be here. So it's like, why? Well, we why don't know that, right? Like the rumor is that he he doesn't want to be here probably because he's not playing, he's right? Not he was playing. playing at Marseille, right? And now he's on loan, right? And and I agree and I disagree with the whole aspect that you're talking about, right? Like, there's a lot of players that want to go out on loan to show themselves, right? An example is Jota, right? He's at Celtic. He finally gets his chance. Whether you think it's adequate or not is indifferent, right? I'm a, I'm a believer that the league he's performing in is is well below the standards of, of what Benfica needs, right? Does that mean that he couldn't perform at Benfica? We don't know, right? But um, it's an opportunity for them to go out and show themselves. Now, I agree with you that if you go and loan a player and you don't use them, right? Florentino went to Monaco and he never even got called up to the games. Like he like never dressed. So I think that's pointless and would be pointless on the same way on our side, right? Radonich is an example, right? He, he's on loan, but he's not really getting any minutes. There's a lot of elements that go to it, but um, I think yeah. there's pros and cons. I guess it just depends on the situation. I, I, I agree. I, I can see that point, but, a lot of the time too, I know some players get get put on loan because they wanna they wanna um, more playing time. But a lot some players too are forced to go on loan where places that they don't want to go. They're right. like, hey, look, you're not part of the team. You can either go here or see you later. So they're kind of like forced to go to these places that they don't really want to be at. And and I feel like I mean, when's the, I mean, I guess Miko Lee was on loan. Like, when's the last time a, a loan player really? ended up being a, a stud. I, I was trying to think about that when you asked the question. I'd have to go back and look. Cicada. Was he on loan? He was, was Atletis, wasn't he? Atlet- Atletico Madrid. Yeah. He was loaned at those. Yeah. He was we also don't get 
We don't get too many players on loan. We typically buy a billion players. We normally loan the players. We don't, <laughs> we don't bring in too many players. But, but that's Cicado. a valid question. Like Zicato is uh, a good one. Yeah, but I, I guess was, like if, if he was very good like, that year. If you yes. invest so much in the youth, in the youth, in this this Seychelles project, I mean, why why go out? That's just my mentality. Why go loan players if you have them in house and they're you know you have one of the best academies in the world, like in the in the best developments, like just bring them up from the youth. I mean, someone mentioned it on the comments. Look at look at Ajax. I mean, it's it's an in house thing that they're doing there. I mean, they are building from within, and, and, and it's just it's just like buying buying does too. It's mostly from within, and then they just buy plug in from the league. But that and, and touches on on somebody made the comment here in the chat, and and we had talked about it, I think last podcast or Kenny and I talked about it on his uh, conversation, which is, IX has right. It's it's a top. It's a bottom up, right? Like it's starting from the youth to the professionals. They have a, a plan, right? And it trickles across all their teams, right? This is our philosophy. These are the type of players we want. This is the type of formation and tactics that we need to play. So it's an easier <coughs> transition as the players move through the ranks. And somebody made the comment in here earlier. I don't remember who it was, but right. It all ties back to that, right? Like having a plan, like, do we have a plan or is it just, all right, we're going to go buy a manager and okay. How do you want to perform? What's your tactics? Okay. What kind of players do you want? Okay. Well, let's go get those players. Right. And then that coach leaves and no coach comes in. It's like, well, I don't want to play a three backs, right? I want to play four. Okay. Well, you got to fit the puzzle pieces, right? How are you going to make this work? Right. And then you, you basically know why like, they say Shaw worked so well with Lige because Lige knew everyone. He was there. I mean, I Verissimo does now too. So let's see how that yeah, but works. I also, I also don't think that the players we have on the on the B team, and I've seen very few games. Like I'll admit, I also don't think they're at the caliber of that. I don't the, think so either. And some I watched... they set that they would say right the Ruben Diaz, the Jean Felix generation. Like I don't think we have that caliber of player down on the B team. No, they're not all going to be hit. Correct. But like you, you build. Your... You don't know though. You don't know until they get that chance, right? But again, it's it's the it's the. Are we willing to take and wait, wait and take that chance, or, or do we want success now? Right. Um, Danny says Cicada was on loan from Granada, uh, not from Atleti. Uh, I think he ended wasn't, up going to Atleti. Wasn't Salvio when he first came the first oh, time? Oh, Salvio was on loan from, yeah, from Atleti. Yeah. And then we and bought then him. We ended up buying yep. him. Okay. Um, all right. I want to move on to this last one quickly to close this up um, and just touch on a few comments here. Uh, Marco said, Great show, dudes. Got to run. Boa night, Benfica. Thanks for tuning Boa in. Night. Um, Fernando says pedir um treinador em dezembro e não contratar alguém com capacidade para colocar o Benfica a jogar a Benfica é dar por terminada a época Rui Costa está a começar muito mal a sua presidência iremos tocar agora neste assunto uh, Fernando um, Joaninha says do you guys think Grimaldo will be sold I remember you all talking about how you thought he would be gone before this season does he, he does seem very comfortable 10 seconds Bill do you think he'll be sold uh, if not in January in at the end of the season at the end of the season, yes. Kenny, I think he's sold if we find a ba- uh, someone to replace him because there's no one on the team that can replace him right now. We got under Almeida, dude. Yeah, that fool did. I agree. I think if we find somebody that's uh, well, we need two players for that position, and if we find them, then he you probably the most valuable player. Either him and Rafa probably to make us money at this point. I agree. I think he ends up uh, leaving. Um, last topic here. Rui Costa is going to speak on BTV on Wednesday, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 10 p.m. in Lisbon. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, discussion. There's a lot of 
audio recordings apparently that are floating around uh, as part of these investigations. And there's a lot of people associating him to the previous um, leadership, which in fairness, you can't de-associate him to that because he was there the whole time. Whether he knew about certain things or not is indifferent. Um, Bill, I'll start with you. What are you expecting from this conversation? Um, and does it bother you that it's always on BTV where you would assume it's a pre-planned conversation, right? The questions are, are pre-discussed, right? So there's not really the context of um, a difficult question, right? Or, or having to really kind of stretch yourself to give the answer that, that you know, fans want and deserve, right? One example is um, in his elections, uh, uh, Rui Costa said that there was going to be an audit performed, right, by a third party. They were going to come in, flip the tables upside down, open all the filing cabinets, shake the bed sheets, kick the tires, and figure out what was done, what wasn't done, what do we find? Um, it's January today, and, and in fairness, there hasn't been any mention of it, right? And I, there's a lot of pressure that's coming in on it. Whether he talks about it uh, on Wednesday is to be seen, but what are you expecting, and what would you like to hear from uh, our new president on Wednesday? I mean, ultimately, I'd like to hear stuff that's going to kind of settle the, the terrain a bit, right? Like, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a past few weeks. Um, do I think he's going to touch on the Lucifer Fieta stuff? Nope. Um, do I think he's going to get, like, behind the scenes of what happened with JJ and why they waited so long to get rid of him? Nope. Uh, I, I think it's going to be one of those where he comes on, answers a few questions, talks about what he wants to do going forward and calls it a day. I don't, I don't think it's going to, I don't think we're going to get much um, kind of behind the scene information in this interview. I mean, up until this point, we've never gotten any of that. I, I just, I don't see that changing. Kenny, you agree? Yeah, I think, you know, this is probably going to be. Uh, is, it, is another, is it another one of those fluff press conferences? Yeah, it's going to be one of these like Bill Belichick type of conferences. He's going to say a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but he's really not saying anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's just going to say a lot and not, and nothing's going to come out of it. No, I think, I think it's going to be very similar to last year's um, press conference that he did or whatever you want to call it in interviews that he did midway through the season. Remember he came out in to, in, instead of Luis Vieta coming out, he came out at mid season you know, mostrou a cara aos adeptos at, in that entrevista, and he really didn't say much at that time either. Um, so I agree. I think I when 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 we first had this conversation with Rui Costa when he won the LA Soins, I wanted him to be more transparent. I wanted there to be more, you know, face in front of the camera and kind of defend the club more and all this stuff. So would I like to see that? Yes. Do I think we're that's what we're going to see? Probably not. Like Bill said. I don't think he's going to get into the nitty gritty. I think it's going to be a canned statement uh, responses. Um, but I hope that he has a little bit of, of like something to like how the rest of the season is going to go, like some sort of plan for, Hey, this is how we're going to continue the rest of the season. And then whatever, like at the end of the, at the end of the season, we'll reevaluate and move forward from there. So, because at this point, I mean, J the JJ thing happened. There wasn't, there wasn't much, you know, to say about that. Now, you know, we're kind of all like, what's going on here? So, uh, you know, we, we would love to see that, but I don't know if we are. Oscar. Uh, I, I agree. I don't think he's going to talk at all, at all about the, because if, if we're not, I'm not, I'm not, there's no proof, but we're not dumb either. We know that he knew 
stuff that was happening behind the scenes with Luis Vipieta. We know that he most likely knew and just didn't want to talk about it. They don't want to, you know, they want these, you know, hopefully you get away with it. Right. So he can't really talk about, about this. And I think his best excuse is, I can't talk about it. You know, it's, it's in the courts, so I can't talk about it. And I want him to just forget that bullshit and concentrate on what's from, what, what the plan is. I want the plan for Benfica. I want him to say, the plan is uh, we're going to have, a, you know, the season now, finish up the season. Uh, it, this is all transparent. The coach, the Brisbane knows, we, it's, there's a new coach coming in. We're going to have make a team around that, a new coach, blah, blah, blah. I want that transparency. I think that will help the Benfica fans settle down and not think that he's just uh, wishing or hoping for luck. I agree. I hope that we, that, the Rui Costa that we all grew up to to admire and and love watching on the pitch, uh, regardless of what jersey he was wearing, I hope that he comes out and respects the fans and the club like he says he does. Right? If he's as passionate um, and committed to the club as we are and we expect him to be, um, that you know he doesn't come out with a fluff, fluff press conference and just says you know things are good and you know we're working towards a better team and i know that things haven't been great right like give us the answers right what's the audit process what's going on what have you found you know settle the nerves give the fans something that they want to hear and not just the usual i saw something floating around on the internet earlier today of uh, a a bingo card for the press conference on things that they expect him to say and and i'm not gonna lie as i look through the squares i as i read them i'm like yeah he's probably gonna say that oh yeah de- oh definitely gonna say that there's people commenting and like uh posso por 50 euros na primeira fila basically like <laughs> so <laughs> it's very likely to happen but hopefully that's not the case um to quickly wrap up here i want to just touch on a few more comments that came in while we were chatting um Manny said, uh, how do you guys feel about bringing in Diego Costa? Can finish and has that garra you're looking for? He just terminated his contract mutually with Atletico Mineiro. Uh, Bill, yeah or nay? I mean, how old is Diego he? Costa. Diego Costa from like five years ago, maybe. Uh, not, not while you're now. talking, I'll look it up. So uh, you're dude, a nay? He's, no, he's too old. I, I don't want that. 33. No, get the fuck out of here. That guy's a scumbag anyways. I don't I want agree. That. Oscar, yeah, you'll he, probably fight Otamendi on the practice, and then the whole team <laughs> That's will just true. Fact, actually <laughs> be better then, than a Jake Paul, <laughs> Jake Paul pay per view. <laughs> I'd love to see him go at it with Otavio, though. That little bitch. That's true. This is very true. Um, Bruno Silva Soares says, Rui Costa plan was announced today in October. We just have a May of January. Esperemos que seja assunto para conversar na quarta-feira. Um, Fernando uh, Moraes said, o Benfica tem de para despachar, nem que fosse a custo zero, Tarap, Lázaro, Saferovic, Maite, Ferro, André Almeida, Pizzi, etc., poupar dinheiro em salários milionários e fazer subir miúdos da B. Concordo uh, com todos deles. <laughs> o Oscar com todos, menos o Pizzi. Não, eu acho que Saferovic é o melhor striker. Eu acho que... Há muito. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's true. It is. It's a sad truth. I don't disagree with you. So he might miss a lot of goals, but he's our only striker right now. Because I, I consider Darwin more of a winger. So Fernando says, Desculpem os meus muitos comentários, mas sou do Norte de Portugal, nascido e criado nos Jardins do Porto, vivo em Braga agora, e nós aqui vivemos o Benfica de uma forma apaixonada. 
Senhor Fernando, nós aqui também vivemos o Benfica de uma forma apaixonada, por vezes pode ser que sejamos mais apaixonados do que devemos ser, uh, mas não há preciso uh, pedir desculpas, estamos aqui para conversar, estamos bem aqui para... Bem-vindo ao cantinho. Exatamente, bem-vindo ao nosso cantinho, uh, e claro, está sempre à vontade para deixar os teus comentários, e quando nós podemos, iremos falar sobre eles. Por isso, um obrigado e não é preciso pedir desculpa. Carlos says, uh, It's risky promoting young players and giving them significant minutes. There's no room to drop points. Lange did it because there was nothing to lose by the time he took over. I don't disagree with that either. We've talked about that. We're in a similar situation. I was about to say, we might true. be at that point right true. now too. We have nothing to lose. I agree. Uh, Rui needs to bring back Joaninha says Rui needs to bring back that energy to Benfica I feel like fans are getting disconnected he needs the fan support behind him to focus and do well to finish the season and come up with a long term plan transparency will definitely be needed to accomplish that I agree and I think that's what we're looking for on Wednesday is a little bit of transparency to let us know what the hell is going on um, Joaninha says I hate Otavio I think everyone except his mom <laughs> hates him <laughs> <laughs> and even she might hate him a little bit <laughs> um, Bruno, antes dos dois jogos importantes com o Porto ele deixou um treinador encontrar-se com dirigentes do Flamengo aí se vê que o Rui não tem pulso para ser presidente do Benfica acho que ele ainda é uma marioneta do Vieirismo daí um vice-presidente ir jantar com, com o Vieira antes de, dos jogos com o Porto coincidências, I don't think so fair? Um, and Carlos said that's true it's eerily similar to Lodge's situation I mean he came in seven points back um, <laughs> I guess Verissimo came in four and ended up seven in his first game but kind of unfortunate circumstances uh, right Verissimo comes in an away game against Porto on one day or a half a day of training Verissimo or Lodge came in a home game against Rio Ave, which we were losing 2-0 and ended up winning 4-2. But I, I think in order for that to happen, I think uh, Vrissim has to take the chances that Lodge took. And, uh, and the Lodge came in and basically like, hey, listen, this is going to be my team, and he took a lot of chances. Felix came into the game. Fortentino came into the starting 11. Like Felix was the one change he made straight away, and that's why I mentioned in the previous comment. Or and Fortentino too. Do you, think, do you think Gonzalo could be that? That so change. they mentioned it in the game yesterday, and he, I, that's his natural position. He has Gonzalo Ramos playing. When we don't have the ball, when we don't Felix have the ball, it's a four-four-four-four-one-one basically. Yeah, and then when we have the ball, it's a four-four-two, and basically Gonzalo is just taking up space where he can find it, similar to what Felix did. But two different types of players, like Felix, not, can you score. can't compare it. Well, not even that. Like two different types of players with the ball on their feet, right? Felix is more agile, more mobile. Gonzalo is a bigger body that you know can run, and he gets into good spaces. But I don't think you can, any comparison between the two players, in my opinion. Um, very well. Uh, we're just about at the 90-minute mark, so we're now in stoppage time. And just to wrap up, uh, I wanted to say thank you to everyone that was in the chat. There's a lot of comments. We had over 140 comments. Um, we had quite a lot of views as well, a lot of new names as well, a lot of returning names. So it's good to see um, that you know we're, we're keeping those who know us, um, I guess, uh, involved and in, in coming back. And also we're, we're picking up some new names along the way. Uh, so that's a positive. So again, don't forget to share. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, para a malta que nos esteve a acompanhar uh, com os comentários em português, muito obrigado da nossa parte por uh, terem participado 
na nossa conversa. Obrigado pelos comentários no chat. Uh, não se esqueçam que nós também temos um podcast de versão em português, uh, com uh, um fórum diferente. Uh, o Oscar, o Bíblio e o Kenny fazem parte do nosso fórum em inglês uh, e no fórum português temos vários uh, participantes. Por isso, estejam atentos. Não se esqueçam de seguir o nosso cantinho uh, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter e no YouTube. Um, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, Oscar, I'll start with you. Uh, Miguel, one more game. And oh I yeah, I forgot about it. that. One, one more game. game. Oh my finally. god. <laughs> one more game. Oh my god. <laughs> Oscar Maybe. got so I'll, excited. I'll be, I'll be the first one to say it. One more game, dude. I need it. <laughs> if right, if we'll they see. drop points next game, Oscar oh, yes. showing up the next pod with the fucking with a parachute. <laughs> I'm definitely. I'm <laughs> bringing it. I actually, to be honest, I was looking on Amazon for one. Oh. Just like where I. <laughs> Get it customized. I am. And I say it's sparking a little in my fucking background. This is the highest cliff. That, oh the, my God. The highest no cliff shit. ever. No nice. side, yeah. oh God. Billy, any final thoughts? Um, just New Year. Hopefully, Benfica can write the ship and um, hopefully get back into the title race because right now I think it's Porto's to lose, but there's still a lot of games left. I agree. We're going into the second half of the season. We'll see what happens. Kenny. Final thoughts. Yeah, I'd like to see the standings because I, you know, I, I hit the, the last. Two, league, I, I hit the last two predictions, so I must be uh, climbed up that. that I year. will. Uh, I will update the prediction league tonight, and I will send the group chat. Uh, and I Blake, will. Like we need transparency on this. Group. I know we need transparency. <laughs> I know this is, this is not. This is like a dictatorship <laughs> over here. Did you Did you get my Venmo? I a, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got the verification during the Kenny, podcast. Yeah. Kenny, we need to get some scoots that's, going. That's and, how yeah. Oscar's up. There. There's I a lot of Gamenso over here. We got. <laughs> Oh, the, the leaderboard has like a ton of numbers. I don't even know what they mean, but I just know that Oscar's at the top there. So. Kenny's just looking for his name. He doesn't know what yeah, the numbers mean. He's just looking for his name. I, I 100% trust in what Mikey's doing. So <laughs> I'm trustworthy. <coughs> trust me. It would be it would be dodgy if my name was at the top. I'm like relegation zone, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but Oscar pays well, so I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So if you guys want to, uh, you know. Move your way up the ladder. You got to, uh, you know, do a little bit more. Uh, Joanie says, "Thank you for the great conversation." Bruno says, "Well done, guys." Uh, Carlos, this was enjoyable. Thank you. And Manny says, "Gamanso." You never know. There's always Gamanso going. I just got to find it. <laughs> um, gentlemen, it was a pleasant conversation. We had three minutes of stoppage time. Um, as always, a pleasure to chat with you guys. We will be back next week. Joanie says, "If you're looking for an auditor, let me know." All right. Welcome yeah, back, we need, by the way. Welcome yeah, back. welcome back. We haven't seen the name oh, wow. pop up in a while. It's good to see you back. We might need an assessment of our uh, prediction league, so I might have to reach out to you. Fernando says, Therapy at Group Simp. Isto é todas as semanas uma terapia para nós todos. Passemana mais. Gentlemen, have a good rest of your evening. For those of you watching, listening after the fact, don't forget follow, like, subscribe, share. Um, and we will be back next week. Viva Benfica and have a good night. Good night, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.